Where have you been? Uh, 2022 doesn't want to let me go. Uh-huh. Sure. Dude, I had three books that I should have gotten in 2022 dropped on me, and then I had two more that I wasn't aware I was supposed to be getting dropped on me. And that was on top of stuff I already had scheduled. Boy. I'm exhausted, man. This is how yeah. you this is how you work yourself to this. Saying that for months. I want no more excuses. I want you to get up and shut up and put up. I want you to get out there and and and, and stand tall and make something out of yourself. I want you look at me as an example, punk. Tony Robbins, what have I been doing for years? You do, you can do it. Oh, I if I can do it, you can do it, you tiny little weirdo. I am doing it. I'm just really, really fucking tired. Whatever. Let's fight. <laughs> Sounds like you already are. Did you miss me? Uh, I I realized, hey, I haven't talked to Crank in a while. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> What's up with him? Yeah. I, uh... Yes, that's missing you. That's sort of like it, yeah. Didn't miss your attitude. What attitude? Your attitude of, I'm so busy, I can't talk to you anymore. I can't talk to Mike. I'm sure I'm talking to other people, though. I'm sure I got time to talk to uh, my other friends. No. Like, uh, who who are you talking to that's not me? Mm, uh, I talked to my parents a couple times. Yeah, like them. <laughs> oh, shit. But you talked to Kevin Mellon. Nope. Yeah, you did. No, well, no, I haven't in a while. Mm. I had to turn down and work from him, and uh, I haven't heard from him since. <laughs> You offended the melon. He might just be really busy, dude. <clears throat> Everybody busy. The weird thing is January and February are usually pretty mellow. Yeah, they're pretty mellow. It's pretty mellow for me, and I'm not complaining. I think it's because most of the time they try to get everything out of the way before the end of the previous year. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, like... Because of, like, printing stuff. Twos and stuff like that, too. Yeah, usually there's like a mad rush at the end of the year, and then January and February are kind of slow, you know. You don't get a W-2 for last year. I don't. No, I mean, a du- yeah. I get, yeah, that's right, I get a W-9. Yeah, you don't get one of those I get from a, me. I should be getting one from you. No, no I don't. You didn't pay no, me anything last get year. Get one next year from me. Right. Yeah, I'm confused. I, I barely know what day it is, dude. <laughs> Um, you know what? If I can tell what day it is, then you can. Yeah, and that means that means you think you're weaker than me. You're not weaker than me. You're stronger. Tony Robbins, you ain't, man. You're younger and you're uh, thinner and you're more spry. You've got you've got the power. You've got the glory. You're not even that weirdo character that Tom Cruise played in that one movie. Uh... Uh, yeah. Who I guess was actually just supposed to be Tony Robbins, or whatever. I remember that movie, but I can't think of the name of it right now. Was that Magnolia? Yes. Okay. Had a good soundtrack. I rule you. Hey, welcome to week 902. Amy Mann was on that album. 
Yeah, her song was really you know, good. Marty wrote a song for Amy Mann. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. I was like, when we were at, when I was uh, at his show, when I was manning his table, there was an Amy Mann record there. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, yeah, I wrote a song in there. Wait, you were manning his merch table? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got to hear about this. What? I thought I told you about that. No, when did that happen? Yeah, when he played the show, the birthday party show, uh, his wife set up the table, and then, but she, his wife had to play because she plays the violin. So I was like, well, I could watch it. I do this all the time. When was this? So just, what? When was this? Uh, month, about a month. It was in uh, just around December 9th. Oh, well, I was probably in one of those gap times when I wasn't talking. Yeah. What birthday show was he playing? Uh, Some guy up north paid him to play a birthday show. So you just went to some guy's birthday party? Yep. Weird. He invited me. The guy did or Marty? <laughs> Marty said, I want this guy to come, so I can't. Well, that must have been nice meeting him in person. Meeting who? Meeting him in person. Yeah, yeah, it was very cool. Neat. Um, somehow, I managed in the midst of all this, not really knowing what day it is kind of thing, to start writing a a, a song for you. Yay! I like that. I, I you know, it's, it's very much in the style of like, well, I, I'm trying to write it in your lyrical style. Oh, cool. So you're writing the words, too. Well, that's how it came to me, actually, with the, oh, word, awesome. the words yeah, first. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And I had to figure well, out the get chords. Get me off my butt, and I can start working again. I had to figure out the chords backwards, like, from the melody. Mm-hmm. But, um, huh? and it's, you know, I mean, it's kind of rug burnsy, I guess, you know. Oh, I like the rug burns. You know that. And it's it's basically a song about buying something off the internet while you're drunk, and then you mm-hmm. get it, and you have no idea what it's for. Mm. And what it does, and you can't even find the website again that you bought it on. Yeah. We've both done that. And well, I don't think I've ever not been able to find out. Yeah, well, this is an extreme. I'm just taking it to a silly. I did get. I did order a chair that I didn't remember ordering. Oh, I've done. I've I've ordered lots of stuff I don't remember ordering until yeah. I get it, and then I'm like, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I've done that a bunch, and and then there's stuff that I just buy that like. I've been sitting on for a while, and I, I won't buy it until I get really drunk. Yeah. Because that being drunk pushes me off the fence on it, I guess. Or I have It does. Well, that getting drunk pushes you off the fence on a lot of things. Yeah. Well, it was like when I bought that's that... Why people don't... That's why people stop drinking. <laughs> it was like when I finally... You know, when I bought that Rickenbacker, it, it, yeah. was, it was a combination of finding a really good deal right when I was drinking. Yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, oh, sure. I've bought at least two guitars like that. Yeah. I've bought them. I've bought them. You have bought them. I have bought them. They've been bought. They got bought. Um, and that's just. I mean, you know, I was looking for one anyway. But yeah. if I wasn't drinking, I might not have bought it. Sure. So it's just you know that happens. Sometimes I do that on purpose, kind of. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, that's basically what the song's about. You know. It's. I, I just am trying to work it out, but I haven't had a lot of time to physically work it out, so it's mostly been in my head. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So, and it's Mark asked me if I'd been. Wor- he actually called me the other day. <laughs> wow. Called like two days ago. He's like, I'm in the airport in Dallas, and I was like, Uh oh. Good for you. <laughs> Are you stopping by? <laughs> yeah. He did. 
No, he just he want, he he was talking about doing the album cover for his next album. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, sure. That'd be neat. Yeah. Um. What was I gonna, there was something. I found a playlist. I was looking for something because I, I got some new hard drives at the end of the year, and so I was transferring yeah. files from like, my, for yourself or somebody gave them to you. I know I, I bought them because I need I needed the more space, so I, I bought bigger hard drives. But I had to transfer all the stuff from the old hard drives to the new hard drives, and when you're talking like terabytes, that takes forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I don't do it manually or anything. I, I set up a comparison program to do it, mm-hmm. but. When I was looking through the hard drive, just kind of checking things, I found an old playlist I had made back in like 2013, and uh, I, I had to rejig it a little bit to fi- let it locate where the music was now, because I've still got you know most of the music I had then, music files. But um, it was kind of interesting looking at it because it's a mix of a, you know like some new albums that were out in 2013, and then there's some stuff on there that was kind of I was using this sort of sonic inspiration from when we were working on the second Sono Morty Revival project. Mm-hmm. And then there was just like a mix of loose songs and stuff. You know? Like some really old shit and some not so old shit, but just like a weird mix of stuff. I, I was apparently going through a Michael McDonald phase at the time. <laughs> Especially, I remember, like I'm remembering bits of it now because I, I, I listened to it today while I was working. And, um, uh, that song from um, what was that movie with was it Gregory Hines and uh, Billy yeah. Crystal? Yeah, yep. That fantasy song. Uh, fantasy, yeah. shine a light on me. The name of the movie. Uh, Running scared. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, but yeah, for some reason I, I had a that song was lost. Yeah, yeah. Free, yeah, sweet freedom. No, fantasy, sweet freedom. Whatever that song's called. Yeah. Mm. But I, I, I had a just a big. It was stuck and lodged in my brain for like months, you know. And I, I kept listening to it and that and that. He came along, bit and I'm about to go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So those were both in there, and then one of the saddest songs I can think of I had on that playlist. I, I cannot listen to the song without tearing up. What? It's a song by Iris Dement called Our Town. Oh. And it's it's sort of a folksy country. Yeah, Iris Dement's. I mean, they put her in the country section a lot of time. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you were, knew who she was. I worked in a record store, Crank. I know a lot about a lot. Yeah, this song's just, it's super sad. Like, But it's one of those songs that, like, you first listen, it doesn't sound sad, but then when you, like, listen to the lyrics, it's sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's on there too. <laughs> Plus some like, like uh, Joe Perry's. Was it Joe Perry who did Sherry? That's uh, that's Steve Perry. Steve Perry. That's what, yeah. So it's like Steve Perry Sherry is in there. Sherry. You know? oh, some Jefferson Starship. What what Jefferson Starship? Oh, the, probably the exact ones you'd think of. Mm, okay. We built this city. Yeah. Uh, hold on. Knee deep in the hoopla. That's the name of the album, I think. I think it is. Uh, let's see. What did I have on there? Oh, I had a bunch of Starship on there. We built this city, Jane. Nothing's going to stop us now. It's mm-hmm. not over till it's over. 
Nothing's going to stop us now is the theme to Mannequin. Yeah. Uh, Sarah was on there. Sarah. And uh, Laying It on the Line. What about the song from uh, the Star Wars Christmas special that they did? No, that's not on there. Mm. I had uh, Megaforce by 707 was on there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I should. We should learn that. Why? <laughs> I, sh- I keep forgetting that song exists. They did a, uh, a remastered re-release of several. Years I have ago. a mega. I have a Megaforce tattoo. I have a Megaforce T-shirt. I have the posters. I have the toys. Well, I suppose you should learn how to play the song. Though. You should learn to play like a Megaforce. I've got that record on vinyl. Yeah, that's a really bad movie. Oh, it's, but it's a movie I loved when I was a kid. I loved it as a kid too, but as a, it, I mean, it didn't take long for me to realize how fucking boring it is. Uh, it's still watchable. It's really boring. I went so far as I took the, um, the G.I. Joe motorcycle. I think it was called a Ram. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I repainted it in the Mega Force colors. Yep, yep, yep. I've looked on eBay about buying a street legal actual Mega Fighter. <laughs> I think I might have did the Jeep that way, too. There's a club There's a club on Facebook that rebuilds the Delta MK1s, and uh, I've thought about it, but they're expensive, and it's like it's like those people that build Boba Fett costumes. You have to get, get special parts and stuff like that. Right. And besides, you, you don't want to get a motorcycle, man. You'll kill yourself. I would. I would kill myself. I'm terrified of them. My brother had a motorcycle for a while. And he let me ride on the back, and I thought it was terrifying then. I mean, I, I like them a lot, but I they're not practical for me <laughs> at all, because I'm not yeah. going to ride in, like, inclement weather or cold or <laughs> anything like that, you know? Um, what else did I have on here? I had a John Hyatt's, you know, one, one John Hyatt song everybody knows. Um, well, he's got a couple. Well, yeah, but I mean, everybody knows Have a Little Faith in Me, right? Oh, yeah. That's not even his song, is it? Isn't it? I guess it is. I guess a lot of other people have. Didn't you guys cover that when you were in Dive we Bar? We did. In Dive Bar, we played that. I seem to remember that. I had a couple of Missing Person songs on here. Oh, uh, yeah? Uh, probably the ones you'd think of. Um, Destination Unknown and Words. I think she's a trumper. No. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I don't know where I saw that. Guess everybody's got to do something. An Eddie Money song, but probably not one you'd think of. Uh, which one? Give me some water. Yeah, that isn't what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, Stan Getz and however you say her name, Gilberto, uh, girl from Ipanema. Do, do, do. That was actually one of the songs that was inspiration for the revival <laughs> session. Along with Lucky Man and Here Comes the Sun, which I think the Here Comes the Sun one's obvious. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just a, you know, a bunch of odds and ends, weird crap, too, on there. Pretty, uh, pretty good playlist to work to, though. So, anyway. Oh, yeah, of course, and I had the, uh, Last of Us soundtrack on here. And, oh, Eric Sarah, the Subway soundtrack. <laughs> I started to learn that The Last of Us um, 
song. Like the main theme? Yeah, the finger style was kind of difficult. I did, but that was like right when I was learning how to play again. I, I bet if I took a crack at it now, I could probably do it. Once you get used to like the right hand part of it, um, it does get a lot easier. Like Because I first picked it up because I was trying to learn how to... It was something for the revival sessions back in 2013. I, I started playing finger style so I could because I was trying to write something that was like that. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was really difficult. And, and in fact, I was using like uh, finger picks and stuff because I, I didn't feel comfortable. Oh, really? Picks. Yeah. That's interesting. I've been learning um, hybrid picking. Um, my guitar teacher has been teaching me that. He does a lot of it himself, and we got we got into talking about it the last couple of weeks because of, you know, Jeff Beck dying. Oh, yeah. We lost him. And, I mean, he was pretty much the hybrid picker. And, uh, and, and we were talking because he was like, yeah, when I started, nobody hybrid picked. They were like, it was like you, you had the alternate pick and that was it. And if you, if you did anything else, it was like heresy. <laughs> and then like Eddie Van Halen and all those guys were like, well, Legato's cool. You can do that in tapping, but still, hybrid picking was still like, nope, 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 you're excommunicated if you do that. <laughs> but now it's like, whatever works, right? And I've been doing these little, he's been teaching me these things, and I'm like, there's no way I could play this if I wasn't using another finger. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's stuff, the stuff I've been writing the past couple of years on my acoustic when I just sit around watching TV kind of thing. Yeah, like I could, I wouldn't be able to play that with a pick. These are like string skipping sequences, you know. It's like it's like sequences where it's just like you you're playing them on adjacent strings, and then you have to skip to another string further up. And there's no way you can do that. I mean, you can. I've been learning how to do it that way, but it's so much easier if you just use like your middle finger. Yeah, you know. There's in fact there's stuff I used to play with a pick. Yeah. That was kind of hard to play with a pick that I, I finger pick now, and it's just easier to do it that way. And I'm not, I'm not, I mean, that, you know, hybrid picking isn't finger picking. It's just like using one other finger. Oh, well, know? yeah, I mean. I'm, I can't, I can't really do like, like Lindsey Buckingham or something like that. That's some crazy ass shit. Like, I, I'm not a James Taylor. I can't do that. Yeah, I'm, sometimes I'm full on using, th- you know, three fingers and the thumb. Yeah, I can't do that. That's like playing piano. It's just one of those things where it's like, like I said, once you sit down and you get used to it, it gets a lot easier. Mm. And I I guess maybe I had a bit of a step up because I was used to using at least two fingers playing bass all the time. Well, sure. That's a different, yeah, that's a whole different story because, yeah, you're, you, yeah, that kind of playing, uh, when I was in the band, I all, I used a pick when I played bass and that's. No shame in that. A lot of people do, you know. Yeah, a lot of people do. I never felt bad about it, but I know that there's a lot of things you can do if you play, you know, the quote-unquote proper way. And I tried to learn that. I took a couple of, on like, I looked at a couple of video lessons about that, and I just can't get the hang of it, man. Doing any kind of rhythm with, you know, putting my fingers in that kind of position is just really weird to me. Like... I mean, not, not that it would have been all that useful for you with what you were playing, but like I think doing like a gallop's a lot easier with fingers than it is with a pick. 
Really? Because I think the opposite. But of course, I'm like, I'm like beyond, I'm like proto beginner when it comes to that stuff. Like, it, like it feels so unnatural to me. Yeah, I just um, because my you know your wrist it's starts getting weird when you do it with a pick. So yeah, for, much easier to gallop with a pick. Like for any length of time. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I and I guess a lot of people do that too. I mean, the guitar players from Iron Maiden, you know. Yeah. But like for me, it was because I can Steve keep. Harris doesn't. No, because <laughs> like you know, with with a gallop, I could keep my wrist straight and just use my fingers, and it, I could stay more consistent with it and stuff. Yeah, that stuff's hard. But um. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm hoping to have more time to play soon. Good. It's that because I like doing it. You know? Good. I um. While back, well, a while back, I got this guitar cabinet that I saw listed locally on Craigslist. It was like a a guy that builds them locally, and he was mm-hmm. get, getting rid of his. I guess you know they were taking up too much room, so he was getting rid of a bunch of his home builds. And uh, this one happened to be upholstered in this material that just matched my living room really well. <laughs> so I was like, and it was cheap for a, a 112 cab, you know. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll buy it, you know. So I, I parked that in my living room, and then not that long ago, I got this custom little 5-watt tube head. Mm-hmm. Which, um, it being a tube thing isn't that big a deal, but it wasn't that expensive, and it was something small enough I could keep it in the living room, you know. Mm-hmm. And it actually does for a custom. It sounds pretty good, I think. You know, because I used to joke mm-hmm. about customs all the time, like at least the the builds since the nineties. Like the brand name custom. Yeah, I mean, like the old seventies ones were different, you know. But like they started getting mass produced and stuff. Yeah. Probably in the late eighties and nineties. Yeah. And um, sometimes their build quality wasn't so good. You know, stuff would just stop working. <laughs> you know, I had a friend yeah. that worked for custom. Um. I've only had four amps in my life, and I. What's that? Oh, go ahead. And you what? No, go ahead. I was just—we used to joke about it and say like, "Custom." The K stands for quality. You know, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've never heard bad stuff about them. They were just the, the different things I had used in the nineties and like through the nineties and early two thousands, like they just weren't very robust and they didn't, a lot of times they didn't sound all that great. I don't know if it was the way the cabinets were built or whatever. I mean, I don't know if I'm qualified. I mean, I know when I hear something, if it sounds amazing, like I've never been, you know how I am when it comes to amps and stuff, right? This boss is it. I don't want any pedals. Right. (laughs) No, that kind of stuff. But you know, when I, I, I played on a couple of guitars in, in London when I was at one of the stores and I was playing through one of those little lunchbox orange tube amps and it, I was like, wow, that's, that sounds really good. <laughs> I've got one of those too. I got a, a dark terror. Yeah. I have a, I like have a, a micro dark terror. Sorry. I have a little orange crush like practice amp, but I never use it. Yeah. That little micro terror sounds good. I mean, it's a hybrid. Like a yeah. two preamp into a solid state power amp, yeah. Which is how they can get it so small and still be a twenty watt amp, you know. Yeah, I don't see myself ever getting anything like that unless I was gonna play somewhere or something. There, I get, I like stuff like that because they're really good for recording. You don't have to get super loud with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, I mean, actually, you, you probably could do a small gig with a with one of the micro terrors. But oh yeah, you can do. I mean, if 
I, I would even look at skipping that stuff and getting a pedal amp. Oh, yeah, sure. You could do that, too, because, I, I, I mean, Orange makes one. Yeah, I would, yeah, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even mess with that stuff now, because, you know, I can't carry that stuff. Yeah, God, no, I, that's why I want to get uh-huh. rid of this, I want to get rid of this Fender Twin Reverb, because the thing weighs like 150 pounds, man. You probably get a lot of money for that. It's a, well, it's one of the, it's a 79, so it's not like one of the super coveted models or anything. Hmm. Um, I mean, I could probably get what I paid for it when I bought it 10 years ago, or whatever. Yeah. You know. Fender Twin Reverb patch on my Katana. It's a great sound and clean amp. It's super clean and it's like 130 watts, so it, you can get really loud cleans out of it. Mm. But it's, it's just not worth <laughs> doing anything with it, you know, because <laughs> it weighs so damn much. Mm. I uh, I remember when I went and bought it, I had a bitch of a time just getting it in my car because I, I was driving that Nova, and um, so I, I couldn't fit it in the trunk. I guess I could have fit it in the trunk, but I couldn't lift it that high to get it in the trunk. And then, I, so I had to get it in the back seat of the car. And I, it was just, it was a mess, man. I just remember that. And then getting it out of the car and then into the house was just crazy. <coughs> but it, um, yeah, it's not, it, weight reasons, yeah, that's why I want to get rid of that. That's why I like, I like those newer speaker cannons, because they use like the neodymium magnets. And you can get a 412 that barely weighs anything. Because all the speakers are super light. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, the same thing with these uh, Class D power amps and stuff that they've got now. The solid state stuff. And it's small and super light. Like, you know, you can get a thousand watt bass head that fits in a backpack. <laughs> you know? I mean, a thousand watts, dude. <laughs> you know? Mm. I mean, the speaker won't fit in the backpack, but the head will. Like, that's pretty awesome. And if I still gigged, that would be, like, super awesome. But, because I just, you know, I remember lugging around. I had this old acoustic 370 head that was a pretty hefty fucker, too. And then, you know, and I had that going into an old Fender 410. So, like, that stuff was just really heavy to cart around to shows and stuff and play. I, I like the sound of it. It had a good, nice, thick, chunky sound, but man, it was a backbreaker. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, that's that's back when I was younger, and I could take more of that stuff. <laughs> like, but uh, yeah. You old and broke. Say what? You old and broke. Uh I guess probably I. I realized a couple years ago when, when my uh, central air went out and I had to lug up a uh, one of those old window ECs that I had in my last apartment in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to lug it up out of the basement and get into the window. I, I managed to get it upstairs, but I couldn't lift it into the window <laughs> by myself and like hold it while I got the window in place. I had to actually call somebody over to give me a hand. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I used to lug this thing up and down steps when I moved and shit like by myself. Mm. And that's that's what a you know a bunch of years of doing nothing but sitting at a desk lettering comic books will do to you. <laughs> weird. Not weird. Just being out of shape, man. That's here. That's my twin. That's my twin patch. Does it sound like yours? It sounds kind of hunky. 
Well, I'm using a strap. No, but I mean, like, a lot of mids in it. But the effect of a Fender Twin, though, is not so much... You kind of have to hear it at volume to really get the effect out of it. <laughs> and you don't really get a lot of distortion out of a Twin or anything. Unless you're, you know, running something into it. They're really hard to break up. A lot of clean headroom. It's all about the chime and the clean. Play me some slide. I want some six slide to it. Oh, circling back to that song I'm writing, though. So, I don't know a lot of chords. Like, just, I don't know a lot of open chords or anything. So, I've been writing it mostly just doing straight up power chords, bar chords, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. So... Once I actually get this arranged and I show it to you, if you can think of better chords to use on it. Sure. Like fuller chords or whatever. You're more than welcome to. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Yeah, man. Yeah. So the other day, me and Johnny were sucking on chili dogs outside the Tasty Freeze. And I said, Johnny, you write some sad songs. And he said, what do you mean, Crank? And I said, Johnny, you write some sad songs, man. You listen to Jack and Diane. That's a sad song. It's all about losing your youth. Getting old. Yeah, he wants, yeah. He loves dying in a small town. <laughs> Uh, in Small Town, that's a sad song. That's all about losing a way of life and shit like that. Which is kind of what that Irish Dement song's about. Growing up in a place and seeing it change and not necessarily for the better. But, uh... Yeah, man. Paper and Fire. It's kind of a sad song. Is it? Kinda. What's another sad song? Oh, the Cherry Bomb song. It's kind of a sad song. They're they're deceptively sad songs. They don't sound like sad. They're songs. all about. All of his songs are about things used to be better. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I guess like in a certain part of his career, it was like that. I mean, it probably still is. I heard a newer song by him, and it was a sad song. <laughs> But, like, you go back back a ways to, like, I need a lover that won't drive me crazy. <laughs> you know? That's not really a sad song at all. <laughs> That's Johnny Cougar days. Right. Um, and I always forget that that song's even by him, because it just doesn't sound like a John Mellencamp song, you know? Yeah. I, I, I guess it's not really a John... I mean, it is. You know what I'm saying. But yeah. It's easy to see why, like, you wouldn't think about that actually being one of his songs. Um, so I think I talked about this briefly the last time we spoke but so I got a new Kindle that's got like a, a its own lighting mm-hmm. so I haven't really been reading any news for the past few weeks I just I go out when I go outside to have a smoke or whatever I just take my Kindle out even when it's nighttime and um 
that means I don't have to stare at my phone. You know? <laughs> so I don't really know what's going on in the world. That's probably more of the same as it was a month ago or two. You know? But it's kind of helping my blood pressure, I guess. That's good. I do still see some some stuff here and there because I've got like RSS feeds I follow and, and sometimes they bring up other news besides just camera-related stuff or whatever. Like, for instance, uh, passing by nearby soon is going to be a green comet. A green comet? Yeah, that could, uh, I mean, potentially, you know, given good weather conditions and stuff, will be visible to the naked eye, but you should also be able to see it pretty easily with, like, a pair of binoculars. And it's got a long tail, and apparently green comets aren't unusual. A lot of comets are green, but this one's unusual in that it's got a, it's green all through the tail, I guess. For, I'm trying to recall what the article said. Um, but they they just discovered this comet a few years ago, and they, through whatever sciencey magic wizardry that they use, um, just figured out that this comet only swings around once every fifty thousand years, and that actually this might might possibly be its last orbit because its orbit's gotten eccentric, so it might actually just keep going instead of orbiting back around the sun again. So, coincidentally, fifty thousand years ago, last time this comet swung by the Earth was also when mankind experienced a large shift in technology for the time. More tools and, and more art and stuff like that was begun. So it's a complete coincidence. And it's it's right around the time when the Neanderthals started dying out. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, this Green Comet thing, something might happen. I don't know. I'm going to get my superpowers finally. Maybe. This might be another jump in evolution for mankind. Maybe there'll be world peace. Probably not. It started, wasn't it? Say what? No, it was a... It was a... What do you call it? What they have, The event that caused the show Heroes. That was a uh, eclipse. That was an eclipse, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm hoping since it's green and not red, this won't be a Night of the Comet situation. Yeah, well, it's never what you want. <laughs> Probably not. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm not saying anything's going to happen. I'm just saying it's awfully coincidental that the last time this comet went by Earth, that, you know, there was a major change in, in humanity. So, just uh, something to think about. <laughs> Yay! Um. What else is new? I watched a canon movie directed by Albert Pyun? 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 Okay. Yeah, Pyun. Pyun. That I had never seen before. Cyborg? No. Um, uh, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Really? I'm trying to remember what that one was. It's got, um... Oh, what was her name? I knew her from another movie called Underworld. And... I think she was in. I mean, she was in other stuff, but that's that's how I knew knew about her. Her name was uh oh, and also this movie, like like a lot of Gollum and Globus movies, this movie had problems. <laughs> you know, uh, it was it had two directors. It started out being directed by Rusty Lemon Lemorand, who I think was actually the director of Underworld too. If I'm right. 
But he um he was the one that wrote produced Electric Dreams. Oh yeah. Um no, he didn't do Underworld. But he did do Electric Dreams. And he uh he was also a producer on the Captain EO stuff. Mm. But uh, from what I read, he only directed like the first few scenes and then Pune took mm. over because they decided they wanted to change direction and they wound up making this movie a sequel to another movie called uh, Alien from L.A. that had Cindy... Oh, yeah! That's, a, that's an Albert Pune movie, yeah. Yeah, they had a... Uh, was... I know exactly what movie you're talking about now. That was Kathy Ireland. In the, I never... The I've one. never seen that movie, that what you're talking about, but I do know of the sequel to Alien from L.A., and that it was a journey to the center of the earth movie because Alien from L.A. is a sort of a journey to the center of the center earth. of the earth movie, yeah. But it has the same characters in it, except it was a. It, they kept calling it Atlantis. Yeah, it's Atlantis, but it's in the center of the earth. I don't whatever. Now, like a lot of VHS movies, or like you know, a lot of video rental movies from that, this time period, is pretty deceptive. Like if you just look at the covers and the trailer or whatever. You think it's going to be some sort of like weird new wave take on a Jules Verne story or something? Because uh, Nicola Cowper was the uh, the lead actress. Is Deep Roy in it? Uh, let's see. No, but it's got one of the dudes from um, Weird Science. Elon Elon Mitchell Smith. Wyatt. I think he was Wyatt. Yeah, because the other one's Anthony Michael Hall. Right. But, uh, yeah, he's in it. And, um, what's that? Emo Phillips is in it? For real briefly. And hmm. Kathy Ireland's credited in it, but she's never actually in it. You just see pictures of her from the carryover from the other movie. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm not really seeing a lot of other people I actually know. But, anyway, um, like I said, it's deceptive, and you think you're going to get this weird sort of punky new wave take on on this Jules Verne story, and it turns out just to be this giant mess of a movie that makes doesn't make a lot of sense. And really, the ending you're just it stops, and you're just like, "What? How did that happen?" Kind of thing. Because you know? it was a different movie, right? So it was interesting to watch. I'm surprised I've never seen it before. Because it was a, it was an '88 movie, so it was right like right in that prime, hanging out with the friends and writing movies on the weekends kind of period for me. What's but, the other title for it? It's just called Journey to the Center of the Earth. But it, it, it I, apparently it started out to be a different movie, and that's why they had the other director. And then they switch. Like I said, they I guess the producers decided to switch it up and, and just make it a sequel to Alien from LA. And so they brought Albert Pyun Pyun on Pyun. 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 I've just told you how to say it about a thousand times. I, my brain ain't working right, dude. But um, uh, this is what I read anyway, because that guy's saying like, you know, he's like, I only directed like the first few scenes. Like, so anyway, it's on uh, Amazon Prime though. You should watch it. I might. And I don't even know what trailer they're showing on IMDb for. Like, they're showing some trailer on here, and it's not for this movie at all. Weird. 
but it looks like a trailer that's familiar, and I can't think of what it is. It's so familiar. Yeah. I put two and two together, though. It's super familiar. Familiar! What is this trailer? It's a trailer for your mama. Hey, now. Mm-hmm. What? Is that insulting? Don't take that. Mama the trailer? Don't take that too far. Mm, I will. It's another movie with that same kid in it, but it, it's pre-Weird Science. Okay. And it's got... Oh, oh, it's got the guy from... Oh, what was the movie where he had the blonde that liked him? It was his best friend, and she liked him, and she winds up being his chauffeur while he dates somebody else? That's some kind of wonderful... Some kind of wonderful? Yeah. It's got that actor in it. I'm just... Uh, I'm just Eric Stoltz? I'm trying to figure out what this trailer is, that's all. <laughs> the Wildlife, a movie called The Wildlife? Hmm, okay. Hmm. Anyway, sorry. Um, I'm just, I'm randomly talking about stuff now, I guess. Just random, that's all. I watched a, a Dwayne Johnson movie the other night called Snitch from like 2013. And that's the one where he gets out of prison and kills everybody? No, this is one where he's like a, a truck delivery place owner and his kid gets snagged for like some sort of no strike drug law thing or something like that mm. and so he, he tries to get this other criminal set up to get his kid like a you know lessened sentence or something like that it doesn't make a lot of sense to me like I'm like how's this work but um he uh it's a serious movie like uh-huh. it's I mean there's action and stuff in that but it's like a serious movie as opposed to like Walking Tall or something where he's he's yeah, still, he's still making jokes. Couple, yeah. He made a couple of those. And I find there's nothing wrong with his acting and there's really was nothing wrong with the movie, but mm-hmm. I find I just like him better when he cracks a joke now and then. Sure. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, cause it's, I'm watching and I kept expect, you know, expecting him to make some sort of wisecrack or something and, and it's just he played it straight all through the movie. Yeah. No. No. I'm like, huh. Because I had just watched The Scorpion King before that, and he's like joking in that. I'd never seen The Scorpion King before. Sorry. It's not, yeah, I mean, it's not bad. It's it's Conan, basically. Yeah. Or, um, I was going to say if it's Conan meets something else, but. Um, there was another, well, this one was 90s, early 90s movie that I had never seen before that I found on Amazon and decided to watch called Miracle Beach. Miracle Beach. Have you seen that one? Doesn't sound familiar. It's got um, one of the guys that was in summer school that was one of the horror freaks. Mm-hmm. The one with the bigger nose, not the blonde one. Yeah. Um, it's got him and a really adorable um, Amy Dolan's. Her characters, especially. Amy Dolan's already, though. Well, yeah, I do, but I'm saying, and her character in this movie is like especially adorable. You know, she plays a genie, mm-hmm. a genie that gets gifted to dude from summer school, and of course okay. things go awry. Of course. All right. And they wish really stupid, dumb stuff up, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's on a beach, so there's a lot of bikinis and stuff. You know, it's a Miracle Beach. It's a, well, it is a Miracle Beach. Yeah. And it's sort of, actually, it's sort of some kind of wonderful with a genie and, and a beach. Yeah, sure. 
Pretty much, yeah. It's, it's some kind of wonderful with a genie in the beach. And it's also got uh, Patricia Arquette and Pat Morita and a cameo with Dean Cameron. Dean Cameron? Yeah. He plays a volleyball dude. Isn't Dean Cameron the guy you're talking about? Wait, yeah, that Dean Cameron is the guy I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Superboy. Or, uh, Dean Cain. Lewis and Cain. Lewis and Clark. <laughs> Lewis and Cain. Yeah, Dean Cameron is, is Chainsaw. Yeah, yeah. Dean Cameron's... But also Dean Cain had the cameo. You know. Oh, so you, you answered your own question. Mm-hmm. So, um... That was actually... It was pretty enjoyable to watch. I'll have to watch it. I don't think I've seen it. That is also on Amazon Prime. The Amy Dolan. She's just so cute. What's Amy Dolan's doing now? Uh, she doesn't act anymore. She is married, runs a charity? Mm. Something like that? Mm. I think. Or maybe she does? No, I think she quit acting. Anyway, I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. That's all I'm saying. Whatever. And, uh... I don't know. No. <laughs> Why I read emails and go to bed? I don't know. How long have we been recording? Not that long. 47 minutes. Um, let me see if I can think of something else to talk about real fast. Your butt. Talk about your butt. I don't want to talk about my butt. I'm, not, I'm trying to decide it. I, I mean, okay, this is going to sound dumb because it's not like I got a lot of time to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to decide whether I should try to find a gently used PS4 Pro or just save up the extra couple hundred dollars and, and you know, try to get a 5 whenever I can. You know, kind of just get a 5, man. Well, the, is the 5 play 4 games? I think so, yeah. Okay. I, um... Because, you know, it's like my old PS3s are getting kind of clunky. <laughs> like, I mean, they don't have time to play any games anyway, so you might as well wait and get the five. Well, I still use them for like the Blu-ray and uh, you know, watching Amazon and stuff like that on them. But they they suck in a ton of dust, you know, and they get clogged and, and die. Well, I've already been through two of them. So, um, and I was like, you know, instead of just keep buying PS3s, why don't I just get like a, something that can do 4K? Just do what I say. But I don't know, you know. Do what I say. But I mean, it's like two to three hundred bucks difference between buying a used PS4 Pro and a and a PS5. Mm-hmm. And by the time I actually get around to playing anything on it, PS7 is going to be out. Yeah, they're going to skip over six. No, I'm saying it's going to take that long, you know, before I actually get to playing. I heard they were just going directly to six. Well, six would be the next. I will kill you. I'm just trying to figure out what you're telling me here. You know? I mean, come on, man. I will kill you. So, I don't know. So, you've been through a number of consoles over the years. What do you do with your old ones? Do you sell them? Uh, I don't. Uh, um, I still have my Xbox One. That's I, probably, what, 12, 13 years old? I guess. What was the one before? And I still have my 360. Yeah, 360 was before the one, right? Yeah. I still have both of those. And I 
my ex my PS four died. Is that what prompted you to get the five finally? Yes. Did you have I would have kept getting games on the four if I could. You had a three as well, right? Had a three. Well I didn't yeah, I had a PS three. And that I think I gave away. I was just wondering, like, what do people... I, I guess most people either put them in a closet or sell them, right? <laughs> we have electronics recycling events here, and I've taken a bunch of stuff to those things. Because hmm. I know I've got, like, electronics in the house that I'm just never going to use again. Oh, I've got tons of them. I've got, like, old iPads and MacBooks and mod books. <laughs> right, <laughs> Some stuff, if you wait long enough, will be worth something again. <laughs> yeah, maybe I will. I've maybe got, I'll be like Mark Hamill in that Amazing Stories episode. Yeah, yeah. You can tell that's where I modeled my life from, right? Well, I didn't want to say anything. Right. No, I, I actually had somebody tell me that once. Well, you used to be a lot more... Well, was it me that said it? No, no. This was actually before I met you. So it was okay. still, like, even before you saw what you saw. Yeah, that would have been, yeah. That wasn't peak order. But you're not that bad anymore, are you? Well, I, I mean, I don't... I tend not to get rid of stuff, but I don't have it, like, clogging the hallways either, you know? Yeah. I just, I don't... It's all tucked away in places, and I forget about it or whatever. But, like, I was going through stuff, and I've got, like... I've got a couple old Zip 100 drives. <laughs> yeah. I looked up and, I mean, they're not like expensive or anything, but I looked them up and I'm like, well, I could reasonably resell these and get some decent money out of it, you know? Because yeah. <clears throat> I guess people still want them for old systems that they're keeping alive or whatever. Stuff like that, or like a, a mini disc player. Like, I'm never going to use a mini disc player, <laughs> you know? But I could probably get, I don't know, you know, 7,500 bucks out of it. Which is, hey, you know? That's nothing to really sneeze at. That's a cup of coffee or two. Yeah, or two. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, you know, I don't... Crank buys the expensive coffee. No, I'm sorry. That's a JHS joke. JHS show joke. Nerd. He'll quote some, like, ridiculously priced thing and say, that's just a couple of cups of coffee. <laughs> They're on break. They haven't made a new video in a while. You're on break. They decide to take January off. Damn it, don't they know they are supposed to be producing free content for me constantly? I, I know, I know. You're very ungrateful, though. I mean, jeez. You are an ungrateful hound. Maybe. Um. Oh, here's a, a thing. <clears throat> nope. So, on New Year's Day... We always, me and my parents, we always eat dinner. We have, like, you know, pork and stuff. And, um, it's supposed to be, like, good luck or something. I don't know, eating pork on New Year's Day. So we have, like, pork and sauerkraut. And, and it's a good meal. That's what I'm saying. So I was over there, and, and the TV was on, like it always is. Because I guess my dad can't stand silence. <laughs> or something. So, um, the TurboTax has... Uh, they, you know, it was 2023, so they were airing their new commercial. And the song they were using in this, I'm like, God, this thing was just so familiar, but I couldn't place it. 
And um, at first I thought it was the song by Triumph, uh, Fight the Good Fight. <laughs> or, well, I thought it was a reworking of that because it, it has that part in it that goes do, 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 like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, that sounds really familiar. And I was like, did they rework that song? And then I was like, so finally I went and looked it up, and it turns out I, I did recognize it because it was a Mort Garson song from the album Plantasia. It was a song Plantasia, which he he was a big synthesizer guy in the late 60s, early 70s, early mid-70s. And um, once I heard it, I was like, yes, okay, I understand. That's why I knew this song, because I've heard this album before. And I, I, you know, I've got other albums by him and stuff. And um, But then I started thinking about it, and I was like, but it is the same progression as that Fight the Good Fight song, the okay. keyboard line in that. And then... As I was thinking about that, I was like, well, it, there's also a part in that song, um, uh, Longer, I think. It was Fogelberg? Longer than... You know, I've been in love with you. That song? Uh-huh. In the 70s? There's a part in the middle of that that does the... Like that, and I'm like, so there's three songs that share the same progression. I don't know if they're the exact same notes. Or in the same key or whatever, but they're they're the same progression. And I'm like, that's weird. Are they were they all like borrowing from the same like classical piece or something? Like maybe there was a, a really old thing that they were all borrowing from. Um, because it just seems odd that three things would have something that similar, and there was never any lawsuits involved. You know? Because I mean, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Because a lot of people. Would... Get all uptight about stuff, won't they? Well, I mean, I, I, I always remember the, the George Harrison song, the My Sweet Lord song. Uh-huh. Where the, that lawsuit uh, from the, He's My he's my Man. It was an old girl group song. Yeah, anyway. Um, and, and I always think back to that lawsuit, and I'm like, I mean, those, yeah, it sounded like it, but I mean, that was, the, that always seemed like a stretch to me that they'd win that lawsuit against him. But these things are so damn close. I'm like, how did they not, you know, how's this work? So, anyway, I just thought that was weird. It was one of those things that kind of rattled around my brain, my my tired, tired brain. My tired, tired brain. My name is Crank, and I've got a tired brain. I've, I've, I've got, yeah, I'm, I, life's like a box of chocolates. Hmm. Let's not do that again. Okay. Hmm. Um, so anyway, yeah, I don't know. What do we got for, uh, email? Email. I'm looking at what was in stores this week in the comic shops. How's everybody doing in the studio and stuff, man? Pretty good. Is, uh, oh, Addison had a birthday last weekend. He did, but he was out of, he's been out of town, so. Oh, has he? Yeah, we haven't seen him. And, uh, I've had a new kid coming in. She hasn't come in a quite a, a lot, so I, I hesitate to mention her yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't want to build any bonding before you know she's going to stick around. <laughs> I want to bond with this person. Yeah. Um, and what else? Uh, Sean and Jim are going to Angle M next week. What's this? What's that? Angle M. What is that? Big giant uh, convention in in France. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, that's the one that's like A N G O U L. Yep. 
I never what I said. I've never heard anybody say it out loud, so I never knew how it was pronounced. Mm-hmm. Well, now you do. Angolim? Angolim. Angolim. That's uh, really cool. Are they going together? They are not going together. Oh. But they are both going. They are both going. Sweet. I will be going to uh, Facts, What's which that? is a Belgian Comic Con in uh, in uh, April. Nice. Yep. What uh, what prompts like what prompts you guys to go to foreign conventions? JD asked me. Okay. That prompted me. What about like Jim and, and Sean? They asked him. Oh, cool. They asked all of us, but um, it was during COVID, and I was like, "No thanks," and they just kept in touch with them. So. Oh, okay. <clears throat> well, awesome. I've never been to France. I've never been in, out of the United States except for briefly in Canada. I've never even gone down to Mexico, man. Or yep. Mexico. You can't even be bothered to come up here. It's not like Chicago's a foreign land. Although apparently the there were a number of officers that were refusing to enforce the gun ban. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, uh, hi, Crank Mike and other festive folks. Hi. I want to wish you a happy new year. I hope you all made it through 2022 in one piece. It won't let me go. Congrats on hitting episode 900. <laughs> we kind of leapfrogged that one. <laughs> I see that you once again missed the opportunity to do that call-in show you always wanted, or a new 24-hour podcast, but maybe that can be a goal for episode 1000. Here's hoping. Yeah. Uh, one really nice addition to the show over the last few episodes has been Mike playing guitar in the background. Oh, that's weird. Uh, when talking, it has a nice sound to it. I am assuming that is Mike playing and not just someone playing random guitar music. <laughs> yeah, Mike just has people that hang around and play random guitar stuff. It's I, really... hire, I hire a guitar player to be around me. It's a very weird situation. We don't talk yeah. about it. We don't, because I can't explain it. No, and, and we probably don't want it to be explained. Well, yeah. So, uh, I will spare you the TV talk this week, as I plan on talking about my top ten shows of 2022 at some later time. Hey! Keep the cranks coming. Henrik from Denmark. Thank you, Henrik. Hope you had a good New Year, man. Yeah, you too. I met him, not you. Uh, uh, Bill Duke Bill great. Duke wrote you a poem for week 900 oh man is the, is the name of this email we should have done week 900 where was I <sighs> what come here if you want crazy cat come here buddy come on <clears throat> if you want to come over here come over here he hasn't had some Mike Chew toy time in a while. Bill Duke's poem is called 900 is a Van. Come here, Floyd. Stop crying. Here. Stop it. Here, you little nerd. Mm-hmm. All right. 900 is a Van. 
900 is a van, foot-worn and sturdy, far from the lot. Tires true and long past kicking. Is there some rust in the wheel well? Sure. Grit in the corners, splits in the seats, everyone earned. Like creases worn into the map, folded backwards and forgotten. Sleeping in the glove box, underway. Does it rattle? Yes. Just because something creaks doesn't mean it's breaking. That's the sound of having some give. Of rolling up and over, onward. Too ratchet tight and you'll break against a bump. It takes some jangle to bounce up out of the dips. Does it make a pretty sound? Not usually. But those rattles and groans that squeak sometimes, that is not coming apart. That is the sound things make when things are keeping together. So go on now. Go on now. <laughs> that's Whoever's some, doing it, that's like fucking... That's some Ginsberg, like, dude. I mean, we we should make that into a song. <laughs> that is some Ginsburg. I'm digging it. Well, yeah. see, here's the thing. Bill Duke, we're going to steal your song, and you can't do anything about it. <laughs> I'll email us property of the crankcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> Bill Duke ain't going to sue us. <laughs> you can come for us, Bill Duke. I would gladly give whoever wrote that. If we wind up doing that, I would give whoever wrote that writing credit. No, I'm out in the woods. I'm out in the woods shaving my head with a little blue plastic razor. <laughs> Say, it, come get me, come get me, blue Bill Duke. Until it bleeds. Yeah. Yep. Gonna have a good time tonight. Gonna have a good time tonight. Gonna have a good time tonight. Floyd's gonna have a good time tonight. And Floyd's gonna kill me tonight. Floyd's gonna get the kitty massage. Yeah. Anyway, well, that was Bill Duke writing us a poem for Th- week 900. Thanks, Bill Duke. Sorry we didn't have a proper week 900 to read it on. Yeah, that's all Crank's fault. He's too busy for us now. I ain't got time for you. Oh my god, you start that and I will come and get you. I ain't got time. Time. You and Kirkman, man. I'm gonna go hang out with Kirkman now. <laughs> I ain't got time for you. I ain't got time for you. I'm a mega famous mogul. I'm a movie mogul. I'm working on books out of movies. <laughs> I ain't got time for you. I ain't got time. <laughs> wow, I'm really dragging that one out. <laughs> Yeah, you you did to him what you did for Meyer there. Yeah, you turned him into a whole different character. Man, I got I got dialed that one back a little bit. Yeah. All right. Was that was that all the emails? Uh, that is all the email. Well, thank you for writing. Yes, thank you. I still can't believe people write and to our program that has like. 40 listeners. I'm glad they do. So, uh, as I was perusing the stuff that was in stores this week list, did you notice that Image Comics has a book called Nightclub? I, yes, I did. And it's, it's, you know, it's just a, called Nightclub. It's not the Nightclub. And it's got vampires. Yeah. I'll, I mean, I thought about it's, it's, uh, Mark Miller. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. I, uh, 
And he probably knew there was a nightclub book and said, well, fuck them. They're not going to do anything about this. I, I mean, <laughs> it's like, I'm Mark Miller. Nobody's going to come get me over the nightclub. And to be fair, I mean, that was 2004. That was almost 20 years ago. You know, yeah, other. it was twenty. It was twenty years ago, and Image pulped all the remaining copies. So it's not like Image cares either, <laughs> right? I just I, I saw that and I was like, oh hey, look at that. Yeah, because part of what I thought was funny because one of the things I didn't mention that was on that playlist I found was the uh, the Mogwai soundtrack to that French The Revenants movie or TV show, uh-huh. which was very revival esque. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, that was probably my fault because, you know, that was one of the only things that I had watched. So that probably did get in my subconscious. Well, that was 2013, though. Revival was already going on by then. Really? I think so. Let me there was that. a movie, though. There was a movie called that, though, that came out before. Uh... The Return? Oh, it was a 2004 movie called They Came Back. Yeah, Le Yeah, They Came Back is the name of the movie. That's right, yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Um, and it's not the same, but it is the same vibe that we are going for. That's sort of that idea. Inexplicably, these people come back from the dead, and they're not really zombies. They came back, they're not normal, and they all start hanging out together. So there was a little bit of a weird, creepy vibe to it. And there's but something there's, inexplicably just sinister going on. Like it, it seems sinister, but nothing really bad happens. I'm trying to remember. Wait, wait. I don't think anything bad happens. With in what Revenants or no? And they came back. Oh, and they came. I, I don't remember the film as well as I remember the show, and I don't remember the show as well as I should probably. I remember liking the show after I saw it. Oh, yeah. I remember liking it a lot. It was really good. I mean, I watched the show because people were like, oh, you need to watch this. Your show didn't get made, but they made this. And I'm like, well. Well, then they, they did a, a an American version of it. Yeah, they made an American one. And that wasn't very good. That was that was the return, that was just, wasn't it? Yeah, that was just Lost. They were just making Lost. Yeah. Um... What was I going to say about that? Anyway, but yeah, that, that's just why I, when I saw that comic, I was like, oh, look, there's another thing. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, did you have anything in stores this week? No. I, I mean, I know you've been working on other stuff than Rock Gods. No, I just finished the Shazam story. Shazam? I yeah, I don't know when that's coming out. Cool. Um, I don't know when, when's Rock Gods supposed to come out? Right. It was supposed to come out in March, but we pushed it back, so I think it's going to be like May or June. Okay. Summer's good. Summer, uh, summer would be good for that story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. So I saw, I don't know what's come out in the past couple of weeks since the last time we talked, but uh, this week, uh, Rick and Morty Infinity Hour trade paperback from Oni. Um, which reminds me. Anyway, um, and on also from Vault West of Sundown number eight with Jim Terry art. Jim Terry, King of the Wild Frontier. Dum dum. Um. So yeah, stuffs in stores, man. 
go visit your comic shop anyway. Just hang out. The proprietors like it yeah. when you go in there and don't buy anything and just talk. Don't bother them, though. Well, you know, don't, don't bother them. Don't bother them more than, you know, necessary. Yeah. But, uh, you know, comic shop. Hang out. Converse. Yeah, buy something. Buy something from them. Pick up something. It's like uh, it's like going into a coffee shop and, and buying a cup of coffee so you can sit at the table for six hours using the Wi-Fi. Sure. Yeah. Stuff like that. Don't be that guy that goes in and reads every comic, but then doesn't buy anything. <laughs> oh, and then just puts them back on the shelf. Because <laughs> they got those guys. I've sat there and watched them. That's terrible. And I, I don't work there, and I wanted to walk up to them and slap them in the head. What are you doing? Don't you know you can just download them? Fucking, that's just medicine balls. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay then. I guess that's it for this week. Okay. Uh, you can reach us at crankcast dot com, crankcast gmail dot com, mics at i hate mike dot com. I am still. Uh, I think there's still art and stuff at cadencecomicart dot com. Still a little bit. And uh. Look for, um, yeah, the summer, I guess, summer-ish. Look for Rock Gods. Rock Gods, and there's going to be like a Shazam family special. I think that probably comes around when the movie comes out. Shazam? Oh, are they making another Shazam? Yeah, there's a new one coming out. Is it still a Chuck guy playing it? Yep, yep. I still haven't seen the first one. (laughs) It's all right. It's not as good as I wanted it to be, but it's all right. It looked like it'd be fun. It's fun, sure. Um, and I, that actor's a likable actor. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so hopefully next week we'll be back again. Probably yep. later in the week since we're recording on Friday now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, have a good weekend. Take care. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.